Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is how I get into the Christmas season. This right here. John Grayson here with you as we kick off on a Friday. Wink staring alongside us. He has been all week long and uh, kind enough to do a little extra, extra time with us today. Be here up until noon. Wink, thank you again, and good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's always a thrill. Absolutely. You know, uh, I, I just, <laughs> anytime it comes to Christmas music, I always look for the most twisted thing I can possibly find. And somebody let me know just a day or two ago that they there had been a mashup of Deck the Halls and war pigs, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and I thought, okay, that, that's uh, any time you can mix Black Sabbath with uh, with Christmas music, I'm a happy guy. So um, yeah, I, I, you know, there, there's a lot to get into. There's plenty going on in the news that we can talk about today. But when it comes to Christmas music, I know that might be a little hard for your particular tastes. But but is there is there Christmas music that you actually dig? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's Christmas music I dig. What do you like? Um, I like the old crooner stuff. I was going to say, King... if you if you say Christmas shoes, I'm done. I'm walking no, out. No, I hate Christmas. <laughs> I loathe Christmas shoes. I Thank hate you. Christmas shoes, and I hate Happy Christmas War is Over. Oh, yes. I mean, Paul McCartney has done so much brilliant stuff over the course of his life, but yeah, there are bound to be clunkers, and that is definitely one of them. Um, but I like Wonderful Christmas Time. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's sugary. I think that's why I like it. But, but that's his deal, man. That's what he does. He does sappy. So you're right. Mm -hmm. You can kind of give it, you can kind of give it a little bit of, of deference, but, um, yeah, I, I go much more in the, um, like Tom Petty's Christmas time again. Uh, or Christmas All Over, again, wonderful song, great tune. Uh, I love the Kinks' Father Christmas because anytime uh, a mall Santa is getting knocked over and robbed, that's that's an excellent Christmas song. I think that's like the basis oh, for <laughs> a great a great piece of work. Um, if you've got particular favorites that you love or ones that you cannot stand, which seems to me a much easier list to fill, then hit us up on the text line 913-586-7798 because, yeah, yeah you mentioned Christmas shoes and... Oh, <laughs> I like that one. I like that one a George lot. George Michael. Yeah, th- this would be an easy song to hate, but I think it just makes you kind of a jerk if you do. How so? I don't know. It, it's like, like I said, it, it's an easy song to bag on because it's it's a little too synth sappy and, you know, but at the same time, 
I, be, I, maybe it's too easy a target, you know, and it's it's one of those songs that it seems like nobody wants to admit they like, and yet everybody kind of likes it. I'll admit I love it. Yeah. I, 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 up, I love that song. I'm a big Wham guy. I, I you know that. Yeah, I knew Colin was, was not playing that ironically, that that was actually one that, that you really like. Um, mm-hmm. It has now become the hip thing to do to just completely trash Mariah Carey. But and and even at that, I think that song um, is one that people hate simply because it's inescapable. You know what I mean? It plays four million times every Christmas season, so we just get so sick of it. I never thought it was that great from the no. first time I heard it. I still remember the first time I heard it, and I just thought, eh. Right, but that's the thing. I don't think it's great, but I don't think it's horrible. I, I just, you know, it's one of those. It's like, okay, I heard it, and sure, there it is. There's Mariah Carey again. But I think it's it's become maybe the avatar for just being overwhelmed with Christmas music because that one does tend to play. It's very safe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's safe to play if you're a restaurant or a drugstore or something like that. You can play that and nobody's going to – I mean, they may roll their eyes a little bit, but they're not going to get upset with you for playing it. Now, that is true. Yeah. Um, it's, and- it's not like Trans-Siberian Orchestra where if you play it, <laughs> I will go into a fit of rage. <laughs> See, I feel the same way about uh, Mannheim Steamroller. I what? Hate, Why? I don't know. It, it just maybe again. It's it's just a little too synth heavy for me. I mean, that's really all it is. It's just synthesizer, and it just I don't know. I mean, it, people made such a big deal out of it when it happened back in the mid '90s, and it was all oh look at that. Oh, it's man, I'm Steamroller, and I thought okay, it sounds like Muzak to me, so I was just never real happy with it. And yes, it now it's gotten to the point where it drives me into a rage. That's too bad, man. That's <laughs> truly unfortunate. Just yesterday, I picked up a Mannheim Steamroller Christmas CD. Did you really? Are, are they yes, still? I, they're not still making new ones, are they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how old this particular one was. I'm going to look it up as we talk here. But... Um, yeah, Mannheim Steamroller has not stopped. It's still very much a thing. Yeah. Still, the the tours continue. Uh, let's see here. Christmas album. Most recent one appeared to be a live album in 2015. <laughs> okay. So it has been, I guess, a few years. It's been, been a little while, but yeah, not uh-huh. as long as I would have thought. I, I thought, you know, after the mid-90s when they made a, just a boatload of money selling those CDs back when people still bought CDs, that uh, th- they kind of called it quits. They had an album, Exotic Spaces, come out in 2017. Oh, okay. All right. So there was one after that. Um, Yeah, and just, I I mean, I know people love to point up the connection between that and C.W. McCall's Convoy from back in the 70s. because Chip Davis was behind both of those. Yeah, but, you know, even that song, uh, there, there was a deep dive done on Convoy and how that all happened. I forget the venue, but uh, a buddy of mine called me while I was on a road trip about a year ago and said, do you know the story behind Convoy? And for like an hour and a half, he, he laid the whole thing out to me. It started as, as uh, some kind of story about a There was an, uh, an album about a waitress at a diner. It was like a concept thing. And then it turned into, somehow it turned into Convoy was the eventual single that came out of that. What? Yeah, I know. It's weird. Never heard but, that in but, my life. But it was a much bigger... 
it was a much bigger effort than just that one single that we all heard played. I mean, if you were alive at the time, that we all heard just played to death back in whatever it was, 1975 or 76. Yeah, mid-70s. Yep, uh, fun times. But, yeah, as far as the rest of it goes, you know, like the standard, I will say uh, as much as it's completely against my, my type, I guess, or against my style, there is something about Silent Night, like a traditional version of Silent Night, even a choral version of Silent Night, that will it, – it, it's hard to get more Christmassy than that to me. Yeah, I can agree with that. And you know who actually does a very good version of Silent Night, and I'm not making this up. Tell me. And I'm not trolling you. Mannheim Steamroller. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say it, and yet I didn't want to. Uh, I, I yes, I can't it's say. It's actually very good. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It it is right in line with what you're talking about. It is stellar. Okay. Well, the I, uh, acapella group Pentatonics has a really good version of Silent Night. That doesn't well. surprise me. I I hear nothing but great things about Pentatonics. My wife was even into them for a brief period. So, uh, yeah, and they just keep rolling, man. Are, did they just come here, or are they coming here? I don't know. I saw them in Oklahoma City in 2018. I think when the when the full group was still together, they've had some people leave and change roles okay. and whatnot. But when I saw them, they were great. Um, I yeah, I want to yeah, say I, I, I don't know if they have been here, if they're going to be here, but I think they will. I want to say Kaufman Center. I'm not positive about that, but I thought I saw something about them being at Kaufman Center. And and if it hasn't happened yet, it, it is going too soon. So, yeah, we'll check on that. Uh, a couple of others are coming in off the text line. Somebody said anything off the Dr. Demento Christmas album. <laughs> All right. Now we're talking. This this is definitely my style. Um, another texter asked, have you heard the Crypt Keeper Christmas? Yes, I have. And it's also wonderful. There's a uh, there's a very twisted version of Good King Wenceslaus that's on the Crypt Keeper Christmas album. That's about a they, he turns it into a song about a Christmas dinner where everybody dies because you know because he's the Crypt Keeper and that's what you do. Sure. And, and that one's just utterly fantastic. So uh, yeah, keep these coming in. I, I love this stuff, and we'll keep that rolling. I do want to change gears here real quick and get really sappy for a second because. We, we didn't mention this on our show yesterday, but when uh, I stayed overtime yesterday as well with Scott Parks for a little while, because Dana's off on vacation now, too. And we got into talking about the fact that yesterday was, in fact, December 7th. It was the 82nd anniversary of Pearl Harbor, of the attack on Pearl Harbor that, that you know, uh, launched us into World War II. And, uh, and I was remiss in not saying anything about it yesterday, so my apologies for that. But um, that... If if you do the math on that, this was kind of an interesting anniversary because if you think that it's been 80, 82 years since the attack on Pearl Harbor, plus a day now, but as of yesterday, that means that anybody who was brand new into the military would have been 18 at the time, which means they are now 100. Mm-hmm. And there was a group, a very small group of actual Pearl Harbor survivors who were there to mark the date yeah, yesterday. There were, what, seven of them, I think? Five. Five. Okay. There were small. They were supposed to be a group of six. One of them wasn't feeling well and couldn't make the trip, and I think we can all forgive him for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the fact that it's now down to, because we're talking about all men who are 100-plus years old, 
and yeah, I know there were probably people there that that conscripted early and you know and and uh, joined up and faked uh, faked the the date the, you know the birth date on their I, a lot of people did that in the lead up to and in the early days of World War II, but barring that, you were supposed to be at least eighteen, which means you're now at least a hundred years old, and it just the, the fact that that piece of our history is is slowly and I guess not so slowly anymore dying off uh, in a real way. There's there's a sadness and a melancholy to that. I'm glad that the five of them were able to make it there and be a part of that. But you wonder what that group is going to look like if there even is one next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're right. I mean, every single one of them, 100 plus, yeah. um, the the numbers will thin quickly. Yep, and and it just. I mean, I'm I'm not going to sit here and, and wax poetic and go on and on and on about the greatest generation, but there is a reason that they earned that moniker, and um, and there there are so few of them left. Even you know, people who weren't there at the beginning of it, but joined up by the end of the war, are 95 plus years old right now. So mm-hmm. I mean, we we need to foist every honor we can upon them. In fact, I know just recently, over the last few weeks, there was an honor flight of uh, World War II veterans that was taken from here to Washington, D.C. to see the World War II monument, or the World War II memorial, rather. Uh, and they they were given a hero's welcome upon their return to Kansas City. Uh, that was wonderful to see. But again, you wonder how much more, how, how much farther into the future are we going to be able to do this? So great to see that and just to see the looks on their faces. Uh, and, and again, tears were shed yesterday when they were there. That's the kind of thing that it doesn't matter that you were 18 then and 100 now. That's going to stay with you for absolutely forever. Yeah, and and no doubt it took them back to being 18, if only for a moment, yep. while they were there doing that. Have you been to the uh, to Pearl Harbor, to the Arizona Memorial or any of that? I have not, no. When, when I was very, very young, uh, probably about five years old, we went to visit my grandparents who lived in Honolulu at the time. And and that's one of the few things that I remember about that trip is being there with my father and my grandfather. My grandfather was in the U.S. Army Air Corps during World War II and being there with the two of them on the on the Arizona Memorial, which goes over like the waist of the ship. It's perpendicular to the ship and goes right over top of it. And you can look down out the windows and see the Arizona. It's, it, I mean, Pearl Harbor is not that deep. So it's, it's right there. And in fact, part of it is still visible above the water as well. And it's a very, very moving experience. One that I would absolutely recommend to anybody. That is very cool. Yeah. And, um, I'll have to I'll have to do that in one of my travels. Yeah, we'll we'll send you to Hawaii one of these days, Wink. <laughs> we'll do- I'll, I'll take the sacrifice. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We'll do some more talking in just a couple. Again, thank you to all of the men who were there at the time and all of those who served uh, before and since. We'll take a brief time out on that. John Grayson here with you, Wink, staring alongside as we continue through a Friday. Uh, we'll have a little bit of Friday fun here in just a little while on ninety-eight one KMBZ. Moving on, John Grayson here with you, and we, uh, Wink Starrett alongside from Kansas City's Morning News. C- a couple of things off of the text line. First of all, you said Happy Christmas War is over, and for some reason in my mind it translated to Wonderful Christmas Time. So you were talking about John Lennon. I heard Paul McCartney in my head and screwed him up, so thank you for setting me straight on that text line. But yeah, both of them, eh, <laughs> I mean, e- either song or both, I, I could kind of take them or leave them. 
Well, at least you can take or leave. Happy Christmas War is over because I'm definitely leaving it. <laughs> you just hate it like poison. Yeah, I get I, it. Yes, I mean, it's got Yoko Audible in there. <laughs> I don't want to hear her wailing in the background. You know, the, there is a there's a video out there of a show. I, I wish I knew what it was from, but I've seen the clip of John Lennon performing together with Chuck Berry on stage and the two wow. of them are just i mean just hacking away at it it's great and then all of a sudden yoko starts singing or whatever that noise is that she made and the look on chuck berry's face is one of combined <laughs> shock and horror and he's he's not looking at her i i think he couldn't in that moment he's looking straight at john like what is that woman doing? <laughs> it's That's hilarious. outstanding. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just looked it up. That is <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> how, would you, how would you describe that look on Chuck's face? I mean, there, there's got to be a word for that, and I'm not sure what it is. It is an intentionally blank stare. <laughs> like, some people have a blank stare when they have nothing going through their mind. Yeah. yeah. Other people have... And then have a blank stare when they're trying not to show any emotion. And that's exactly what Chuck Berry has going on. Yeah. It's like anything that I do right now is going to be the wrong thing. So I'll just go stone faced. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. And he did it. Uh, brilliant. Uh, so, yes, thank you uh, for to all of you for that. And to those of you who uh, hit us with Snoopy and the Royal Guardsman, that, that Christmas song, Christmas Bells. Absolute classic. We'll listen to that anytime. Anytime you're talking about Snoopy and the Red Baron having Christmas together, I'm right there. Uh, Weird Al's Christmas at Ground Zero also came in. Um, and thanks to those of you who mentioned, I, I thought that Pentatonix had just been here. In fact, they were last week. Uh, they, and they played not at Kauffman Center, which I thought, but they played T-Mobile, which goes to show you wow. the unbelievable draw of that group. They're from From all accounts that I have heard, they're absolutely amazing in concert. I'm really surprised, pleasantly, but quite surprised that that was a T-Mobile Center show. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how you know, acapella is is the kind of thing that sort of ebbs and flows over the years. You know, it, it comes and goes. Uh, speaking of acapella, somebody else on the text line mentioned the uh, 12 Days of Christmas that was done by a group called Straight No Chaser. And those yes. guys, we saw them in concert a few years back. They're tremendous. Uh, they started as a college like choir act and, mm -hmm. uh, and and then got popular because that song went viral. So they had to all drop what they were doing and get back together to go out on the road and and take this stuff in front of a live audience. Uh, a lot of fun catching those guys. So, yeah, keep these coming in. This is, I love this stuff. When we get into this time of year, there's plenty of it that I just can't get Get, you know, get down with, but uh, you know the the Christmas music that does break through is definitely worthwhile. Um, there is there are a couple of stories that broke over the last twenty four hours that I wanted to get into a little bit. First of all, I thought it was hilarious, uh, and we talked a little bit of the, uh, about this on your thread this morning uh, uh, during the morning show. That in the final segment of the show, the interview about the latest foibles, and we're not going to get into the politics of this, but with Hunter Biden and everything that's going on, uh, the indictments that came down yesterday, the charges that were uh, leveled against him, and the fact that the the ABC News reporter, I'm, I'm sorry, his name escapes me. Who were you talking to? Stephen Portnoy was, we oh, were talking Stephen with. Stephen Portnoy, yes, with his daily complaint. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> 
<laughs> Nothing better than a good literary reference on a talk show. So, yeah, so Portnoy was there and, and said that uh, during what was a low point in Hunter Biden's drug use and, and his life, that he had a $10,000 subscription or a $10,000 membership to a sex club. And I thought, since when is a $10,000 membership to a sex club a low point? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that, that might be for some people and not for others. But still, if you're dropping ten grand on a membership to a sex club, I have a hard time thinking that's a low point in your life. Yeah, especially because it means that you have at least ten grand to dispose right. on membership to a sex club. <laughs> exactly right. I mean, for a lot of us, spending thirty bucks to go out to to the movies is a trial, you know. And it's like, yeah, ten grand. Oh yeah, here you go. Here's my sex club membership. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Who just writes that off and doesn't think twice about it? But I am surprised that it was only ten grand. Yeah, that that's number true. seemed a little lower than I would have expected. Yeah, I I would have had no frame of reference. Like if you ask me so what does a high-end sex club membership cost uh, pff, I, I don't know no you know, no clue 100 grand 80 grand 50 i don't know so yeah apparently maybe it was maybe that's why it was a low point he couldn't afford to go to the hundred thousand dollar a year right. sex club this was a low-end sex club <laughs> he had to go he had to go with the motel six of sex clubs and uh yeah <laughs> i just I, maybe that's where they met. I don't know, you know, but uh, no, I mean, not, not to bag on Motel 6. I'm sure it's a fine establishment. Right. Just, <laughs> not to mention any names. Motel 6. Yes, right. Uh, well, and, and if you're going to the sex club and they're keeping the light on for you, I think that may be an indication you're in the wrong place as well. A uh, couple of other things. There was one. Oh, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll hold on to this. We'll get into it after the bottom of the hour about what may be about to happen to a former prison here in the area. And we'll tell you about that and do some talking about it in just a little bit. Talk about odd tourist attractions. Stay with us. John Grayson here with you. Wink Starrett alongside. It's a Friday morning on 98.1 KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
10.33, now the time. John Grayson here with you as the morning show continues. The morning show continues. See, it's because Wink's here. That's why I said that. Mm-hmm. The midday show. It's all my fault. Blame me. <laughs> yes. Uh, for everything and anything. Uh, Jamie will be back with us on Monday on the big show. So uh, we'll get uh, tales from vacation land from her, I'm sure. And also want to make note of the fact that as of sundown last night, we are now into Hanukkah. So the first day of Hanukkah is still ongoing. Uh, I haven't gotten anything yet. So I'm still waiting. Maybe uh, may, I'm hoping for a little chocolate gelt, maybe a new dreidel, you know, you, you, you gotta you gotta start small. Um, I looked it up. Do you know what? They they actually have a plastic dreidel full of chocolate gelt, which is awesome. $8.99 at Amazon. Really? Not bad. I mean, you know. I'm I must confess, I'm unfamiliar with chocolate gelt. Uh, those are the little co- uh, coins. They're, they're like oh, okay, coins yeah. that are covered in gold foil and then stamped with usually a menorah or a dreidel or something like that. It's just, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good stuff, you know. It's not the best chocolate in the world, but still, there's something great about that. Yeah, huh. yeah it's, and that's it's a funny thing about Hanukkah, too, is that um, I think over time it has been made into like an equivalency thing because it always happens right around the same time as Christmas. So it was built up in popular culture as being like Jewish Christmas. It isn't that. It's, it's not even close to that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a holiday, but it's not one of the high holy days. It's uh, Hanukkah is just like a thing. And in the presence, despite Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights uh, reference in the Hanukkah song, it's yeah, it's little things, and it's it's mostly for the kids. It's it's like that. It's chocolate coins and and dreidels and stuff. It's just little tiny toys, the stuff to keep the kids occupied during Hanukkah. Yeah, I didn't think it was any sort of big thing. It's no. it's what a a Jewish friend of mine referred to as a school supply holiday. <laughs> I'm totally stealing that. Yes, that's exactly it. In the same respect as in Mexico, Cinco de Mayo is like, yeah, yeah, right, sure. But that's not like it's a much bigger deal here because, you know, it sure. gave it gave, an, it gave Americans an excuse to go out and drink. Wow. See also St. Patrick's Day. Yes. It's not it's not nearly what it is here as it is over in Ireland. You go to Ireland and you know people go to church. Yes. And that's a, and that's about it. Yeah. The, Whereas here everybody gets so drunk they can't feel feelings anymore. <laughs> yeah, the the two biggest St. Patrick's Day parades in the world are in New York and Boston. So, mm-hmm. and there's a pretty decent sized one here in town too. So, uh yeah, it 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 is funny that we we will take any excuse to throw a party, especially if there's alcohol involved. But yeah, still, happy Hanukkah to everybody. Yeah, we'll turn every holiday into a drinking holiday. <laughs> and why not, say I. Now, as we promised, uh, we're going to get into a little discussion here about what is or what may be the future of Lansing Correctional Facility. Um, I... I you know, this. I guess this says something, and I don't. I don't mean any disrespect at all to the town of Lansing, Kansas, but we have driven between our home in Shawnee to Lawrence several times, which means we've gone through Lansing, Kansas, several times because it's right in between the two, uh, and had no idea that uh, that that's you know that that was a thing. So I'm sure there's a sign that says "Welcome to Lansing, Kansas." Just drove right by it and never paid any attention. But it's in the news now because the former Lansing Correctional Facility, there's talk now, they they were going to get rid of it. They were going to knock the thing down uh, fairly recently because, well, it's just an empty building at this point. But now 
largely because of the the mayor of Leavenworth, who at one point was an inmate in Lansing Correctional Facility many, many years ago. He was in on a drug charge, if memory serves right, is trying is is part of an effort to try to save it and turn it into a tourist attraction. In the same way that the old uh, the old state prison in Missouri, I, I don't know if it always has tours, but I know especially around Halloween they open that up for for tours and. I think they do tours pretty much year round. You're it's talking about year? the one at Jefferson City, yes, right? Right. Yeah, right. I, that's a. From what I understand, they do tours regularly there. Okay. Yeah, and and I guess around Halloween they start advertising it as like maybe there's a like a special overnight party or something that happens on Halloween, mm. but there's some kind of connection between the two. Uh, somebody said Lansing is not between Shawnee and Lawrence. It's farther yeah. north. I wasn't going to say anything, but you were. If you were going through Lansing, you were taking a weird way to get to Lawrence. Oh, okay. From there. All right. So, so it's it's farther north. It's on the other side. I, I yeah, thought it was in between the two. Okay. No, it's just on the southern. It's basically you cross the southern boundary of Leavenworth, and you're in Lansing. Got it. Okay. All right. So, sorry, my apologies for the mistake. <laughs> I feel better now that I haven't been through Lansing apparently. Uh, although I will tell you, and and Jen and I were talking about this last night because we saw this. I think we saw it on Channel Nine. But we were watching the news, and they mentioned this effort to turn it into a tourist attraction. And she said, would you think I'm weird if I'd said I totally want to go? And I thought, no. I mean, why would you be weird? They wouldn't turn it into a tourist attraction if it was only going to attract weirdos. So I said, yeah, we'll go down to the depot, which, by the way, have you been to the depot in Leavenworth? I have not, no. Oh, man, you're missing out. You ever want to just go for the best breakfast you've ever had in your life? <laughs> it's it's the old train depot. It, it, it was one of those buildings that sure. I guess you know the trains don't run through there anymore. So they turned it into a restaurant, and it is fantastic. So yeah, I said, yeah, sure. We'll we'll go to the depot, have breakfast, and then go visit the prison. And and I wonder what. I mean, obviously the mayor was an inmate there at one point, and is now. Uh, if not behind this effort, has at least joined into it. So mm-hmm. he doesn't care. But I always wonder about that. It's like, what would somebody think who had been there not by choice about the fact that people are now going to pay money to just go take a tour of where he used to have to hear the doors slam shut every night? You know, I never really thought about that aspect of it. It's I odd. hadn't considered that angle. I mean, it is odd, but at the same time, no, nah, it, it's odd. <laughs> You're right. It is odd. I was going to counter that, but no, it's odd. But, you know, I mean, it's, it certainly wouldn't be the first. We mentioned the, the old penitentiary in Missouri. Uh, I think sure. Al- Alcatraz is probably one of the most famous tourist attractions in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we obviously have an interest in this. And I guess, you know, maybe it's the idea of... I mean, it's the same connection, I guess, that the penitentiary in Missouri, the old one, has with Halloween, is that we want to go someplace that is in our minds as a scary thing. Nobody looks forward to going to prison, you know, and those Mm -hmm. of us who have never been there and have never been to jail would look at that and think of the things that I haven't experienced in my life. That to me would be among the most terrifying is knowing that you're going to be taken to jail. It's almost, I look at that as the same way when we were five and six and seven years old, we looked at being in trouble. Sure. You remember when that was like the worst thing that could happen to you? (laughs) You Oh, yeah. You get in trouble. You're going to be in trouble. So it's that, but it's a safe way to kind of experience that same thing. 
Um, other than that, I mean, it's like why why would you why would there be an interest in going to prison as a as a you know on a on a tourist sort of thing? And I say that fully recognizing I have that same interest, but I really couldn't define it. I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it has to do with the history that's tied to it. I mean, there, you know, um, the In Cold Blood writer made multiple visits there when he was working on it. Yeah, Truman Capote, right. Right, Truman Capote did. And Johnny Cash played a show there. Yes, he did. And so you've got you've got some cultural touchstones there at that facility. And I think that factors into it. Any diehard Johnny Cash fan in this area is going to be interested in that. Definitely. Well, you know, that brings us into another sort of realm of the conversation as well, because and if you want to chime in on this, you're more than welcome to 913-586-7798. If you want to go in, get in. Would you go? If they do this, if they open the doors to Lansing Correctional Facility after they clean up all the broken glass and get it spiffed up and make it look like it did back in the day, would you spend the whatever it is, 20, 20 bucks, 25 bucks to go in and take a tour of the Lansing Correctional Facility? And if so, why? What, what do you think you would get out of that? Uh, I would be very interested to hear that. But, you know, going back to the Johnny Cash concerts, when he played at Folsom Prison famously after making that that place famous in a song, um or more famous, I guess, it was probably already pretty infamous, and and playing at prisons around the country, including Lansing. The thing that stuns me about that in seeing the pictures and all of that is that he was, he was not, I mean, he was on a stage, but he was not behind, like, protective anything. He was just there in a room mm-hmm. with a bunch of prisoners, and I'm sure that was by his choice. You know, he wouldn't have played the shows if he didn't. But a you know, big, huge tip of the cap to him for not only doing that, but doing that in a way that you know, wasn't like he was playing a concert from the Pope Mobile. By country music standards, that is incredibly metal. Yes. <laughs> that is so metal. Yes, but then so is Johnny Cash, or was. Exactly, you know, So yes. was Johnny Cash. The, the, mm-hmm. last, the last photograph of him in a studio in Nashville was him flipping a big middle finger off to the entire Nashville music establishment, which also is pretty badass, if you ask me. Agreed. 100%. <laughs> we'll do some more talking coming up. John Grayson here with you. Wink staring alongside. Uh, again, if you want to jump in and join us, you're welcome to do that. We'd love to hear from you. 913-586-7798. More to come on 98.1 KMBZ. Okay. <laughs> I think we finally got it straight now. I figured out when I screwed up, and it was the wrong thing that I screwed up. John Grayson here with you. Wink staring alongside. We'll get to the phones in a second. What I said was that Jen and I had gone several times from our home to Lawrence. What I meant was Leavenworth when we drove through Lansing. So, yeah, I had Lansing in the right place in my head. I just had the wrong town that was our destination. Okay, so, yes, between Shawnee and Leavenworth is where Lansing is. But, yeah, that's that's where they're talking about opening the prison up eventually. I mean, this plan is just now in the planning stages as a tourist attraction to try to uh, – to try to save a piece of it because apparently the prison itself goes back to the 1860s. And they said, with that kind of history behind it, why not preserve at least a part of it, at least that older part of it and turn it into uh, a a place where people can go in and take a tour. So we're just kind of tossing that out there to see what you're thinking. And uh, Carl is in Leavenworth and may have a thought or two on the matter. Hello, Carl. Morning, guys. Morning. So you also have the wrong location. It's not the Lansing Correctional Facility. It's the old United States Penitentiary that they want to convert. They're building the new penitentiary out back, 
when it's done, they want to convert the old one to a museum. The Lansing Correctional Facility, which is, yeah, that you've got the wrong prison. What, what I have in front of me right now, and this is from uh, Fox 4, in their version, they said city leaders in Lansing hope to save a large section of the Lansing Correctional Facility. And it's in caps. So, I mean, clearly that's what they meant. Uh, okay. What's, what? then it's two different stories then because – because there there is an old prison in Lansing, but it's nothing to look at. It's it's a more modern facility. Okay. So which one is it the that one, they're trying the to save? What you're talking about is the USP in Leavenworth that they're replacing. They just broke ground on the new penitentiary up there and out back behind that one. So the, that's the one that Leavenworth wants to convert over to. Oh, so they're looking at doing two of these maybe? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. I did, I've never heard about the Lansing one, but the USP, which is the one where Johnny Cash performed at, that's the one that Leavenworth wants to convert to, like a museum and restaurants and whatnot. All right. I drive by there almost daily. I, I live like a mile and a half from there. We'll see if we can get it all straight. Carl, thank you very much for the call. I am as confused now, Wink, as I have ever been in my life. Wow, you must get confused easily. <laughs> I, I see now. I don't know. I, I don't know what's true anymore. I, uh, I, I don't want to, you know, throw stones at fellow media outlets, but I think maybe Fox Four got that one wrong. Did they screw it up? Okay, well that'll teach. I think that'll... I'm not 100 percent certain on that, but I think that's what happened. Teach me to listen to those pikers over at Fox Four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, uh, all right. In the meantime, let's see if we can get back to it, and maybe we can get all of this straightened out by the end of the hour. Alex and KCK is up next. Hello, Alex. Hi, guys. Good morning. And thank shaking? you for having me. Sure. Uh, you know, I did some research about criminal justice in the state of Kansas, especially after the Supreme Court overturned the death penalty in Kansas many years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting that Leavenworth and, and Lansing could be breaking ground on new prisons, but Lansing already has a new facility. In fact, there are commercials on television recruiting for the new facility with a big picture. The old Lansing actually does have a Boot Hill Cemetery, which means those are inmates that are buried there that had no family and nobody that could take care of them. The other interesting thing is that before you ever go to a prison in Kansas, you go to El Dorado, which is where they do classification. It's a maximum security uh, penitentiary, and the, the uh, people get classified, and then they get sent to a certain prison, whether it's Winfield for uh, – technology and learning, or it could be out in western Kansas where they send you for sex offender treatment programs. And in fact, I do believe Lansing has that program as well. Uh, But my final note about the whole thing is, yeah, these prisons are falling apart. Maximum security at Lansing, the facilities there are rat-filled. They do have a work program there where they send inmates out to work in Lansing at the warehouses and places like that. Uh, But a huge amount of money. And yeah, I don't know where we're going to get it from. Well, yeah, and uh, and maybe that's what they're looking for. Thank you, Alex. Is you know doing some kind of investment, you know, raising money through uh, through investors to be able to put the thing together, and then making that money back by opening the place up to uh, to to tourists, you know, to spend their twenty five bucks or whatever it is to go in and take a tour. Uh, in the KMBC Channel Nine version of the story, they refer to it as the Lansing State Penitentiary. So I don't know if that's different from the Lansing Correctional Facility. But either way, 
now we we have two different names on what may very well be the same building, but it is Lansing, not Leavenworth. So we got that piece of it right. <laughs> let's go to Karen. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go to Jeff and Shawnee here real quick. Hey, Jeff, welcome in. Hi. I think uh, you're not as confused as what what you thought. You're you're getting right on track. It is the Lansing State facility that uh, that news news uh, program or that uh, that little article was about. Um, Johnny Cash did perform at that one the day before he went to the Leavenworth one. So okay. Carl is somewhat right, but there are, it's two separate facilities. One's a state facility, one's a federal facility, and uh, it was the state one. Interestingly, the current mayor of Leavenworth was a resident yep. incarcerated at the Lansing State Facility for drug uh trafficking or possession or something years ago because the show i watched showed him going into that state facility and finding the cell he was in and the bunk he actually was in and and all that it was really interesting and then talked about how he had rehabbed himself and what he's doing now in addition to being the the mayor of leavenworth yeah talk about two different facilities you're not confused, John. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. I, I, I appreciate you uh, clearing it up for us. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, it, I mean, talk about turning your life around. Sure, going from being an inmate to being the mayor of town. Uh, but good for him. And he is one of the ones who is very much in support of the effort. We'll see if we can squeeze Karen in Winchester in real quick before the end of the hour. Hi, Karen. Hi. I just wanted to say I lived in Tennessee for many years, and there's a small town, Petros, Tennessee, that had a prison called Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary, and it was the main job. Oh no! And it went oh. to sh- they went to shut it down because it was older, uh-huh. and the town got together and bought the land and the prison and turned it into a tourist attraction. Whereas, oh, your your phone's breaking up again. But thank you. Yeah, I've heard of Brushy Mountain. I've never I've never been by. But yeah, we just have this fascination with places that normally we wouldn't get to go. So wish them luck in the effort. Winkster at standby. We'll do some more talking after the top of the hour. John Grayson here with you as the midday show rolls on on ninety eight one KMBZ. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.